Welcome to the Pet Industry Podcast, connecting you with the people behind the passion, the leading experts in the pet industry. Here are your hosts, Steve Cawthron and Dr. Megan Sprinkle. So today we talked to Ava Dorsey and Megan, I'm, I gotta say, I'm pretty impressed. I mean, I don't know a lot of eight year olds that start businesses. I know at eight, I think I was, I'm not sure that Nintendo was out yet. I'm pretty old, but just kind of crazy to me that this, you know, young child was thinking in, in these terms of doing this stuff. I think most of them are, you know, playing these days like Minecraft and such. So I'm I'm thoroughly impressed with that. Now I might have been coloring like Ava did because uh, <laughs> Ava's first business plan was actually drawing a picture of a palace, and she's the founder of Ava's Pet Palace because it really did. It started as a drawing of a pet palace, and all the rooms were filled with lots of neat things for for pets and. But you're right. I definitely I might have been coloring and drawing, but I definitely wasn't creating businesses. So it is really cool that this picture, this, you know, dream became a reality in in just a few short years. And, And now she's 15. And she's a very smart young woman. And I'm I was really excited to be able to talk to her for the podcast. Yeah, she was super smart. I'm really impressed. And of course, on this one, we had our our very own Frank Niles and Whitney Russell doing that interview. So that was really cool to, to bring in some other folks from our from our team and, and chat with her. So uh, stick around, check out the episode. Hello, Ava. It's nice to have you on our podcast today. I'm really excited to be here at Super Zoo. So are you excited? Yes, I'm very excited. Awesome. It's your first time here, right? Yes. And how are you feeling like to be here in Vegas and it's your second big show. So like, what does it feel like to be here at Super Zoo and show off what Ava's Pet Palace has to offer? Well, we're all very excited. Um, me and my parents, It's it's been a great experience so far. Um, we had a lot of fun at Global, which was our first big expo. And we're very excited for Super Zoo to just see what um, it holds. As um, you mentioned, it's our first time at Super Zoo. So we're very excited. And it's my first time in Vegas. So hopefully we'll have a little bit of fun too. Yeah, you're going to hit the strip and like go all out. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, we have Frank here, Frank Niles. He works here at BSM and you've had a longstanding relationship with him. Frank, do you want to introduce yourself? I said, do you want to introduce yourself or just Yeah, you know, so uh, I'm Frank Niles and I, I run the I run BSM's business transformation practice. So among other things, we help young entrepreneurs like Ava build out product strategy and and figure out ways to scale their business. So super happy to be here and have you join us today here at Super Zoo in Las Vegas. I guess we can just get started on like what is Ava's Pet Palace and how did it get started? I know Frank has, you know, longstanding relationship with you. So just give us how it started and when it started. So Ava's Pet Palace is uh, my business. I started when I was eight and um, I make organic dog and cat treats. So I started out of my love and passion for animals. I've always loved animals, had a passion for wanting to help them, wanting to be around them. And as I started to get older and I started to learn more about animals, research them more, and just really just grow into, I guess, being an animal lover, I started noticing that a lot of the treats we were feeding our own animals didn't have good ingredients. They had a lot of ingredients and my family always being very health conscious about what we ate. I thought that our animals should have the same food that we eat, which is food that makes us feel good. And when our, sorry, (laughs) when our pets are happy, we're happy. Yes, that was good. I think that's such an amazing, like, I guess, foundation to start your business based off of just to see that 
the pets are not being fed something well and wanting them to be happy and feel good after they eat treats. So currently you have treats. What else do you plan to expand or are there any other things that you're wanting to add to your portfolio of products? There are. We want we want Ava's Pet Palace to be more than just treats, kind of like a community where all pet owners, animal lovers can come together. Treats is really just the beginning for Ava's Pet Palace. So right now I have my three biscuit treats and then um, a single ingredient salmon treat. And we're working on a few different cat treats. We only have one cat treat right now, which we still make in the house. So it's time to get rid of that one and have one that we are able to put into retail. But we have a few different things coming up that I'm very excited for. I mean, it's so inspiring, you know, that you start this business at eight years old. Now you're a teenager. And I know that you're pretty passionate about being a role model for young entrepreneurs, particularly young entrepreneurs of color. So if we had young ladies here today, what would you tell them if they were starting a business at eight years old or even at 14 or 15 years old to make it sustainable? What, what are some of the lessons that you've learned and maybe what are some of the words of encouragement? or insights you might be able to provide them? Well, I would say um, to just go for it because when I had the, pet, the idea for Ava's Pet Palace, I didn't know where it would take me. Um, when I first started, I was eight and I just loved animals and had a passion for helping them. And now looking or looking back at where I was when I was eight and now um, at 15, things have definitely changed. And I would say that that's very important just to start. You know, that's the biggest step you can take. And just to know that there will be a lot of hard work involved. There will be bumps in the road, but everything is worth it because all the hard work will pay off. It's important to remember why you started and the passion behind it. Yeah. yeah and I love that. It, you, you mentioned Ava's pet palace. Many of us might think it's kind of metaphorical, right? And I think it is to some extent, but you share like your, your ultimate vision, your ultimate dream. What is Ava's pet palace? So Ava's Pet Palace. So I actually drew this picture when I was six. And, and I've seen it. It's pretty cool. <laughs> and this was way back. So this picture that I drew when I was six, it was a palace and it had an animal shelter, an animal restaurant, a daycare for animals. It was just everything for animals. And it is something that I want to have when I'm older. So um, like I said earlier, um, it's a place where pet owners and animal lovers can come as community and something that I really do want to have in the future. I can really relate to that. When I was younger, I was telling you a little earlier, but I had a business where I was teaching young girls how to create their own natural hair products. And me and my best friend created it together. And ours, we didn't start with a picture. We kind of just had an idea over a phone call, you know, back in the days when you used to just call people <laughs> instead of FaceTiming and texting and stuff. And honestly, I think the fact that you're continuing to do it and you've been continuing to do it, because one thing as an entrepreneur and being young you can lose traction. You can lose the ability to feel like, can I do this? And the fact that you're continuing to do it and you're building and growing your brand is just amazing. You're coming to these huge events. I think it's inspiring and everyone deserves to know who Ava is and who Ava's pet palace, what it stands for. To kind of piggyback off of that, we need people around us to keep us going. I think I might know one of your answers to this question, but who are some of the people in your life that have inspired you to keep going? So it would definitely be my parents. They supported me um, with Ava's Pet Palace from day one, and they've done nothing but wanted to help me. Uh, my mom actually works full-time for Ava's Pet Palace, the first Ava's Pet Palace employee. And I'm very grateful for the support they've given me and just everything they've helped me with because it definitely does have a lot to do with um, 
what they've been able to teach me as I've grown Ava's Pet Palace. I'm sure inevitably, I mean, because we have a business and, you know, we're always trying to plan for the future and think about the future. And there's sometimes it kind of kind of get overwhelming. So whenever you you have those moments, you're like, I don't know if this is going to work. Or I don't know what to, what are some things that that you've learned in your few years of doing this that kind of let you get back up and keep moving forward, even though you may not know exactly where you're going to be going? Well, my mom has always taught me that all of the work that I put in now will pay off. So I think that's something that really keeps me going. My mom also does. She encourages me a lot throughout um, the process. Um, if I'm ever feeling down, she's there. I would say that has a lot to do with my parents' support and also just reminding myself that um, it's okay that I don't know exactly what I want to do when I'm older, where I want to go, because it may seem like I have a pretty clear, I guess, path, but I really don't know yet. And um, I think it's important to just remind myself that that's okay. That's a good lesson for everyone, right? We often are told we've got to figure it all out. You get to our age and we haven't figured it out, yeah. you know? No, so, I still haven't figured it yeah. out either. <laughs> it's so hard. And trust me, like once you get to the age where I am, I'm 26, almost forgot. It's, it's even hard here, and I'm already in my career, so I completely understand where you're at right now. Um, I would say one thing uh, is having a good community. So obviously you have your parents, but do you have other entrepreneurs around your age or any entrepreneurs in the pet food industry or not that you look up to, that you have, like I guess, mentors other than your parents? So that's a good question, and um, I'm, glad I, I'm glad I get to talk about um, this program that I do. It's called ELG, Envision Lead Grow, and it's basically what you just said. They help young girls start their businesses, and those who have already started businesses just continue to grow our businesses. So it's a camp, week-long camp through the summer. Actually, it was just in Virginia for two weeks back in July, and we stay there, and we do different things, have different, different activities <laughs> and different mentors that are there that talk to us. So it's a good community. Um, I've met a lot of people my age who are in this same boat as me and um, have similar businesses. And we all just can relate to everything we're doing right now. And it's also a year-long thing. So we have monthly Zoom calls and things like that where we get to talk to our mentors. And um, I've definitely built a great relationship with um, the people I've met there and the community that I've made. Yeah, you've mentioned the word community quite a few times. And that is so important. That's what we need a community around us to be successful in life, right? Um, and just to thrive, to be human. We need people around us. Maybe outside of, you know, like, pet food. Mm -hmm. <laughs> what are some other things, like, in the community that you might be involved in, that you're passionate about? And, um, yeah, giving back. And I know you, you do some community activities and engagements, so love to hear a little bit more about those. So um, I really do enjoy giving back and that I hope in the future that I'm able to give back even more and do um, even more things. So right now I volunteer at animal shelters or I try to, um, I know or I'm still 15. I can't do everything, but my parents help me with that. So that's something that I enjoy doing. Every month we also pick a uh, different rescue to give back to and we do different sales on the website to help promote more customers. And all the money from those different sales goes to the shelter. So that's something that I've enjoyed doing. A few of the rescues that we've donated to are Magnificent Mutts, um, One Tail at a Time. And then this one, he's not a rescue, but he does everything himself. His name is Black Noah on Instagram. And I really love what he's doing. 
So speaking of social media and websites, what is your website called just for, you know, the people listening? And can we talk about your Instagram? <laughs> so um, my so- or my website is avaspetpalace.com and all my social medias are Ava's Pet Palace as well. And social media has definitely paid a, played a very big part in growing Ava's Pet Palace and meeting many different people. It's such a big way to network now. And um, that's our biggest. So Instagram is our biggest platform and we do a lot on there. We build a great community on there. You're being too humble. How many how many <laughs> followers do you have? <laughs> you have you have a really big community. So um, on Instagram, over um, 19,000 followers. Awesome. And then on Facebook, I think it's around 2,000. Awesome. Um, and so, yeah, that but actually- But you're also um, on LinkedIn as well. Yes. <laughs> yeah, which is pretty cool. You may be the youngest business owner that I see on LinkedIn. <laughs> yeah, I follow you. I see you all the time on there. <laughs> That's really amazing. Um, I love social media. I have a TikTok, where, and I'm going to be posting about you on TikTok. Um, but I think that that is honestly one of the best ways to grow a brand, to grow brand as your, as in like Ava's Pet Palace, but also to grow your own brand as Ava. And it'll help you figure out, you know, maybe you decide I want to do pet food, but then also branch into something else because you'll have such a huge platform. It's an amazing way to have multiple streams of income. <laughs> mm-hmm. And That's something like as an entrepreneur that I know you probably know something about. Building on that, you have an omni-channel strategy. You know, you sell directly through your website, but where can we find you in stores? Well, my treats are, so for a limited time up until August, I believe, 28th, my treats are in over a thousand PetSmart stores. So they're still available there. And so I'm in, I believe, 75 Pet People stores and then 65 Pet Food Express stores which are all in California. And then I don't know, know the name of the other independent retailers because there are about 100 other ones. That's amazing. Wow. That's a, that's some big reach. <laughs> it is. At BSM, we like to keep it real. So you've had incredible success thus far. What are some of the challenges that you face? It's kind of that flip side of what you would tell these young girls to keep go- how they could keep going. What are some of the challenges as a young entrepreneur that maybe people could expect to face you? Well, I guess balancing um, business between school, my social life, family. It can get really hard sometimes if there is something that I need to do for business, but also something that I want to do for, I don't know, something else, maybe school. So that's definitely... Well, you just went to, what, Lollapalooza or something, (laughs) You did? Oh, that's awesome. (laughs) I would say that balancing is a big part I've had to learn over the years. what I need to do and when, having my parents help me. If there's something I need to do for business and school, you know, having to you know, focus on school first. And if my parents are able to help with the business side, they'll do that. So um, I'm still learning how to balance everything. I'm definitely not all the way there yet, but I am going to continue to figure it out. Yeah, none of us are there yet. So <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was just going to say, so as the brand, you know, as you continue to grow so far, What's been the biggest accomplishment? Uh, compliments, <laughs> accomplishments, and where? What do you really want to do for the brand? Like, what's something that you really want to happen that happened yet? Um, I know so, that's hard. 
So I would say getting into PetSmart has been a big one. I know that it's for a limited time, but still the entire process was very long and finally being in there has been something that we're very proud of. Well, I would say this one is from 2020, but I'm still very proud of this one. I'm winning the Young Entrepreneur of the Year Award um, at a gala. Um, it, was a w, it was for WDB uh, Marketing. I had to do a pitch in front of over, I believe, 700 people. Oh. And I was 12 then. So. Wow. Oh, that's <laughs> wow. amazing. And I was actually the youngest entrepreneur to ever win. So um, that was something that um, was very cool. Um, and we actually still work with them today. But I would say those are the two biggest accomplishments. I was just thinking, so as you were talking before, you were talking about balancing going to school, being a business owner, being a daughter. Do you have siblings? How many siblings? So um, I have two little sisters, um, Marie and Jordan, and they are six and four. Oh, that's so cute. And how old are you again? I'm 15. 15. So you're like a big, big sister. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's amazing. And then, so how do you feel about, do you feel like a lot of pressure to balance being a businesswoman and being a teenager? Like, do you still get to do the teenage stuff? I definitely feel a little bit of pressure sometimes, but I do still get to be a teenager while owning Ava's Pet Palace and being a young business owner. Sometimes it can it can get hard, but I guess what I was saying earlier about balance and having that it helps me a lot and is very important. What's it like having your mom as an employee? <laughs> um, well, it's definitely been a very interesting experience. We live in the same house, so... I guess for some positive things, um, it's easier to communicate. Um, if we want to have a quick meeting or talk about something, she's right there and we can have that easy discussion. Discussion. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, but I would say on the other side, I'm still her daughter. She's my mom. And, you know, sometimes we have to know when to talk about business and then just personal things, you know, just separating those two things because I still am a teenager and but we're working on it. And I think that it's gotten better. You know, as we started working with um, Frank, he's helped us a lot with just being able to communicate with each other and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. I think didn't, didn't we come up with some idea about you guys having meetings, like <laughs> yes. official meetings, right? Yes. Um, and a lot of people find that useful, otherwise, particularly when you're in the same house, so that you're just not always talking about business. Yeah, and you've been working with some of our other practices, I believe, Stephanie, Dr. Clark, and helping helping with product innovation. So we're super passionate about the next generation of pet entrepreneurs, so incredibly happy to support you. What's your hobbies? What's... Um sports do you like things like i like baking um <laughs> i've spent a lot of time baking um recently especially during quarantine that's something that i've been doing a lot sports well i play tennis i'm gonna start doing horse riding again i did it back in i think it was november 2021 it had to stop because of covid and everything but i'm gonna hopefully be getting back into that what kind of things do you like to bake <laughs> <laughs> i well I guess the main one is cookies, um, all different types of cookies, chocolate chip. Um, I've made matcha cookies before. Matcha, I love mm -hmm. matcha. I Me literally too. get a matcha chai or an iced matcha latte with two pumps of chai. It's <laughs> it's a TikTok trend. I've seen that one before. <laughs> I get the one with two pumps of brown sugar. Oh, I'm going to have to try that. Two pumps? That keeps you up for like the day, <laughs> bouncing off of walls. and. <laughs> no, that sounds good. I'm going to get that amazing. this weekend. <laughs> I'm going to try the Thai one. Oh, yeah. No, you really should. I get it all the time. <laughs> what, do you, what do you want the world to know? 
about Ava's pet palace or Ava. I guess this one's kind of obvious. Um, what makes me happy but animals. I love spending time with animals. I know I mentioned that that's why I started Ava's Pet Palace, but it's also just something that I enjoy doing. Just being around my dog. Her name is Lacey. We actually rescued her five years ago. But I would say my mission is to make the world a better place for pets, people, and our planet. I think what's so important about that and how you can have so much impact is everything in your brand reflects that. Right? Um, you remember when I asked you what your superpower was? What'd you say it was? Um, kindness. Kindness. Okay. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And I think the, your brand reflects that um, because of the choices that you made. Just from my perspective, the choices you made, where to sell your products, what goes in the products. So would that be kind of along the lines as well as? Yeah. I mean, honestly, um, from everyone that I know that knows you, at our company, um, they've only spoke good things about you. And from meeting you, your whole aura is mm -hmm. just so kind and poised. And uh, yeah, you just have a very poised aura, if that makes sense. You still feel like, <laughs> you know, I'm a teenager, but I'm also sophisticated. Mm. <laughs> well, thank you. You're welcome. So I guess if, what else would you want the world to know about you? Can I talk a little bit? It's not specifically about me, but can yep. we talk a little bit more about my, um, my dog? Yeah, yeah, Lucy. <laughs> Absolutely. Talk about your dog. So um, we had a family dog. Um, his name was Rock, and he's actually what got me started um, into Ava's Pet Palace. He was the dog who I spent so, a lot of time with, who I started researching um, into what he was eating. And we had him for about 18 years and, until he passed away a few years ago. But he was really who inspired me to start Ava's Pet Palace. Wow. That's amazing. Uh, what kind of dog was he? Well, he was actually, so my uh, my grandparents, he just showed up at their house and he, I think he had a broken leg when he showed up. Oh, really? So he just, they didn't know how old he was or anything, but we think he was an American Eskimo, but he lived a very long and happy life. And I'm glad that I was able to be there. That's awesome. And you were talking about just the beginning times of making all of the treats in your home and from when I was younger and I had my business with my best friend we used to make all of our hair products in our kitchen and we had so many just funny <laughs> moments do you have any funny moments that you remember or just any treats like have you tasted your treats or um, <laughs> any treats that just you're like oh no so actually we had a cat treat so we um I remember we tried to make this cat treat and our family cat, um, his name was Pumpkin and we had him for 12 years, I believe. He was two when we got him and I was two as well. So I really grew up with him. But um, I remember we made a cat treat for him to try and he did not like it. <laughs> that was probably one of the first fails. And it was actually, I think it was actually a cat food. It was tuna. But that really um, helped us switch back to, I guess, salmon. So um I would say that was one of the like trial and errors that we had. Um, a funny moment, we definitely had a lot of those. My cousin would help us make the treats during the um, summer when Ava's Pet Palace kind of blew up and mm -hmm. all the orders came in. We were still rolling everything in the house. We really had to move fast to, you know, make changes and, you know, just do things in a more, I guess, timely manner. We, def we definitely did have a lot of good times that summer and just a lot of fun moments. Yeah, and how did it feel like my first time going viral on TikTok was I was very overwhelmed. How did it feel to go viral and just, or when was your, 
like your first viral moment that you remember? And how did that feel? Well, I think it was when um, we hit 10,000 followers on Instagram. We made a special post about it. I couldn't believe it because it really just went up so fast. It just happened. It happened all in one day. And it was crazy that this list was getting shared so many times. And I remember we were actually on a bike ride when we hit 10,000 followers, um, me and my family. So I don't know. It was a good, it was definitely a very good moment. What was the post? <laughs> Wait, sorry. Did you say yeah, what made uh, it? The post that, that kind of made, made it you, go viral. Like what made you yeah, go viral? What or what made, made you <laughs> what hit your followers, Made basically. you hit 10,000. <laughs> so it was this list that was getting shared around during oh, okay. the um, the Black Lives, Matter mo- Black Lives Matter movement. And it was where they were focusing on Black-owned pet businesses and just Black-owned businesses in general, but it was a specific one that we got on and it got shared hundreds of times. And that was what really sparked the momentum for the brands. Wow. And speaking of um, just, you know, being a a Black-owned company or a female or Black female, so the pet food industry is, there's not a lot of Black entrepreneurs or just businesses or based businesses in the pet food industry. So how do you feel to be able to take up space in a place like this? Well, it's definitely very exciting to be one of the first Black-owned businesses in this industry, but I do hope there will be more in the near future and just more Black-owned businesses in general because I, at Global, we were actually the only Black-owned business there that was focusing on pet treats, and that was something that was definitely very um Eye-opening, eye maybe? Yeah, yeah, does that make one. sense? Yeah, it does. What's like, the word? Uh, like, eye-opening, maybe? Does that make It is eye-opening because, I mean, as when I first entered into the pet food industry, first of all, I didn't plan on being here, but coming into the pet food industry and realizing that there, there aren't a lot of uh, African-Americans or just other minorities that take up space in this industry. And so I think it's amazing that you are a brand taking up space and have you met anyone like for example i saw probably when i was maybe 24 or something when pet plate went on shark tank and i was so amazed i was (laughs) like oh my gosh this is this is amazing i think i would love to meet this person i don't i'd have never met him or anything but have you met any other black owned brands in the pet food industry or anything like that well, not met in person, but bringing Pet Plate back up, we actually did have a conversation with the owner on LinkedIn, which was cool. It was cool to be able to talk to him. We actually bought his food um, for our dog a few years ago as well when we saw him on Shark Tank. But um, he's definitely someone that we look up to in this industry. Yeah. No, that's amazing. I love that. You were talking about rolling out the food in your in your kitchen. And I think, again, you're a little humble on this because... You now actually have co-manufacturers, right? Talk to us maybe just a little bit, not in specifics, but, uh, you know, what's that like working with them? How'd you, for others, folks that are wanting to follow in your footsteps, how did, how'd you make that happen? And what's it like working with co-mans? So it was a very long process to find the right manufacturer to have the treats made in. It took around two years to actually have them being made there. But once we found the right one, it was very exciting. It was very it was definitely very interesting to be making them in the house all that time and when we finally got them to be able to make to be able to make be made by someone else it was very exciting for us we didn't have to roll them anymore but it gave us time to focus on different things like marketing just focusing on other aspects of the brand that we wanted to grow you know while having to not um, pack the treats in our house 
in things like that. Yeah, that's great. That probably took a lot of like weight off of your shoulders. <laughs> yeah. And what's kind of cool about that is that so many startup pet food brands never make it past that stage. They start in the kitchen and they kind of finish in the, the home kitchen. So um, that's a great accomplishment, I would say, as well. How big do you want this company to get? I do know that I want Abus Pet Palace to be a worldwide brand um, and just somewhere where, um, sorry, I said that earlier. I'm just going to leave it at that with the worldwide brand because I said community earlier. No, that was good. Actually, that answered his questions. What do you want the world to know? I want Ava's Pet Palace to be a worldwide brand. (laughs) Where people come come together. Yes, basically. That's pretty aspirational. That's pretty cool. And I think it's something all of us can get behind, you know, regardless of being a pet owner. You know, that's just a, that's a powerful brand statement. So if you were to get another type of pet, so dog or cat, what would you get? And if you had like a name, I mean, you don't have the name, that's okay, because who has the name for a pet they don't have? But <laughs> what kind of pet would you get? Well, I've always wanted a chinchilla. So I, a few years ago, we were very close to getting one, but we are, we had our cat and dog, and it was too much. But I think a chinchilla, I've done a lot of research on them. They're very cute. And I already have a name picked out, actually, because I really did want this chinchilla. Um, her name was going to be Belly. Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> Belly? But Yes. Do they have bellies? I don't know. I'm scratching. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but um, yeah. We're really grateful that you were able to take time out of this huge conference to come and chat with us. We're just really grateful for you to be here. And we really do hope that this show goes well for you and that you have many more opportunities that fall out of sky and you hit the ground running with it. <laughs> thank you. Um, I appreciate that. And thank you for having me on. You've been listening to the Pet Industry Podcast, distributed by DSM Partners, LLC, and produced by Cliff Guggenwald. Your podcast team is Whitney Russell, Steve Cawthron, and Megan Sprinkle. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time on the Pet Industry Podcast.